Welcome back to Scarlet and Mays. We're going to jump right in because Ohio State struggled again. No, yeah. they didn't, but neither <laughs> team did. Uh, Zach, Ohio State 52, Rutgers 13. Okay, so when Ohio State was up 14 nothing, they were up 14 nothing off the bat. Um, both touchdowns had been scored by two freshmen, running back Traviana Henderson and cornerback Dunzel Berg. And they have a handful of other two freshmen like playing major roles. Henderson is averaging 9.1 yards per carry. is number two in the Big Ten with total yards from scrimmage with 597. Tyleek Williams is number three in the Big Ten in sacks. He's a defensive tackle. Uh, then Denzel Burke, the corner that got the pick six, is number two in the Big Ten and number six in the nation for pass breakups. Dang. Those are all true freshmen. And my takeaway is, like, there's even other a couple other guys that are playing major roles, like Jack Sawyer and JT Tumaluau. Um, who I just my biggest takeaway is lean on these freshmen that are killing it, mm. and I think the more they develop, the more we'll be set for the future. Because I mean they're playing at least two more seasons after this year, and I think even like mixing those guys in can be successful this year. Like go, go, thinking back to 2014 when we had that early loss to Virginia Tech, that team was really young and developed throughout the season, and they were murdering everyone by the end of the season, leaning on those freshmen. Yeah, thank. Um, 45-6 at halftime. I feel uh, that's, that's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, this was pretty much what I predicted and what I was worried about at the same time. So CJ Stroud was 17 for 23, 330 yards, five touchdowns, no picks. I think some of it could be attributed to Rutgers focusing, uh, like focusing more, emptying the bag more against Michigan and being a little deflated after they almost came back and yeah. fell short. Uh, but I think it more has to do with the fact that Rutgers' run defense is better than their pass defense. Um, but Ohio State, their first touchdown was that wide-open run. That's true. I mean, but, Tra- Travion Henderson, nobody was even close to touching him on that play. Yeah, I think more yards. of it has to do with just Ohio State is shutting up the doubters, and they're just way better. And I, do, I do also think that the talent gap between Rutgers and Michigan and the talent gap between Rutgers and Ohio State is a little bit different where these athletes are. Yeah, I agree. Faster, stronger, and that's kind of that's sort of my point. Is just Ohio State is just on another level, and they're just way better. Yeah. Uh, they don't have to play as crisp to look to look good. Yeah. To look to have nearly that, that to have good, that yeah. wide of a margin. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but until someone takes off Ohio State's head, Ohio State is the default future champion. Yeah. Um, so we said, you said that mm-hmm. this was last week was going to be the the Rutgers game was going to be the game that. Uh, Ohio State ends the doubt, doubt doubters, shut up the doubters. Yeah. Right? So did they do that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's big one, little 13 again. Yeah. <laughs> like Ohio State <laughs> is the one. Um, I hate that Ohio State has turned the Big Ten into women's college basketball where there's no meaningful parity at all. Um, yeah. But it is what it is. Well, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, even years that they've won it, they've, they haven't necessarily always gone undefeated, like when they lost to Purdue. I don't know. If, I don't know if they. I don't think they won it that year, but they lost to Iowa one year, and they lost. And yeah, they they they've lost to teams in the regular season in the Big Ten and gone on to win the Big Ten. Yeah, I think there there was like a little glimmer of hope, but that glimmer ended up being just a rain of fire from C.J. Stroud, <laughs> like just more fire from above. It was just C.J. Stroud getting ready, whatever. Well, I, I, I don't think- have. I don't have hope. One, I think there were real struggles with the defense, and they that they've completely changed, in overnight mm-hmm. basically. 
and they're more aggressive and it's different looks, and I think that's helped a lot. I mean, they haven't played a great offense, right? Yeah, but the, the but two when games, are they going to? That's true. I mean, like Michigan's offense is better. They're also not Ohio I mean, State. <laughs> yeah, who's the who's the second best offense in the Big Ten? Maybe Michigan State. And they don't play them until week eleven. And Ohio or Michigan State hasn't really played a great defense either. That's true. So it's, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if the Ohio State defense even gets tested again until the playoff. Right. Really, like when are they going to play someone with a, a very good to great offense? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Michigan thirty-eight, Wisconsin seventeen. Um, I got a lot to say, so just buckle right. in. So I want to start off with this stat to start the game. Cade McNamara was 4 for 9 for 20 yards. I was saying at this point uh, in the game to just put in J.J. McCarthy because despite no turnovers from Cade, you can't. Like, if you can't complete passes, then Wisconsin's just going to tee off against the run, and it'll be like 6-3 to three final, and I don't feel good about that at all. Yeah. So, all right, Cade McNamara on the season, on passes 20-plus yards uh, downfield, uh, out of a QBR of 158.3 is 130.2. He's really good throwing it deep somehow. Um, <laughs> but he hasn't attempted a lot, though. It's a small sample he's, size. He's attempted a few a game, though, for the most part. Like, yeah. he's he's hitting on those. He's he's generally okay on the short ones. It's the mid-range that he's well, didn't, didn't all even, over the place. Didn't he even hit Ronnie Bell on two of them in the first game against... One of them got called back, but okay. yeah. Like, one of them was that... Offensive oh, yeah, yeah, pass interference that, that was a great call. Was nonsense, yeah. <laughs> um, but then, so I think as much as I've complained about Josh Gaddis, I think he hit his stride starting with the flea flicker, um, and I think he called a great game. So Cade McNamara obviously hits on the flea flicker. Counting that pass, he goes 13 for his next 19, 177 yards, two touchdowns, still no picks on the season. I was glad to get J.J. McCarthy in there for a bit. Um because he does bring more to the table, especially in the Reed game. He can actually run. We saw how slow Cade McNamara is when he tried to run and yeah. ended up short, um, which is a great segue to I love how aggressive Michigan was on fourth down. So that set up one of the fourth and ones. Um, Michigan went for it five times, which I think has been very un-Harbaugh-like. Yeah. He normally would be pretty conservative there. Um, the one time they didn't go for it on fourth and – I think it was two. Uh, they tried to draw Wisconsin off sides first, which I'd rather them do that than just punt. Right. Um, the one thing I didn't understand about the aggression is the squib, pooch, kick, whatever, right before halftime uh, that led to a Wisconsin touchdown. So as the scrum was happening, I got excited. I was like, oh, may maybe Michigan has it. Yeah. And then I was like, this isn't worth it. Because Wisconsin would probably play a prevent defense. There was like 25 seconds left or something. Yeah. Uh, they would probably play a prevent defense. So, like, best-case scenario, you get another field goal, and it's a 13-point lead yeah. instead of 10. Um, so I thought that wasn't worth the risk, and then I was right. <laughs> um, it could have swung momentum. But that's – this Michigan team, so they took that punch in the mouth. They, like, our coaching staff just really messed up. And they could – last year especially, but in previous years, they may have folded. It may have been a struggle, and they – they took that punch and it acted. They acted like it didn't matter at all. But yeah. really, Zach, the thing that was most exciting to me is the defense. So we know that Graham Mertz, uh, while he's the best quarterback on the roster, 
thanks to the incredibly named but terribly ineffective Chase Wolf. So we know that Graham, <laughs> Graham Mertz or Graham Hertz is awful, <laughs> uh, but we know that, and we know that the Wisconsin running game isn't what we've come to expect from Wisconsin. Yeah. But Michigan held Wisconsin, <clears throat> so we're not taking out that end of half drive because that was part of the game that counts. Right. But taking out their final drive of 43 yards with Michigan's third string defense in, Wisconsin gained 167 yards. So wow. for context, Georgia played UAB earlier in the year and gave up 174. Wow. So I'm not saying I, – I do think Wisconsin's better than UAB. I'm not saying that Michigan is on par with Georgia's defense, but it's still really, really impressive on the road against Wisconsin. So yeah. Wisconsin had 13 drives. They went three and out on seven of them. Um, I do think, going back to the Georgia stat, I do think yeah. Georgia's third stringers were probably in sooner than Michigan's third stringers. That, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if Wisconsin's offense is much better than UAB's. I, I mean, maybe not. It's still <laughs> it's still a higher level of talent yeah. and whatever. And yeah. coming from where last year's Michigan defense, it was just it was just eye opening a little bit to me. Yeah. So the three and out stat <clears throat> doesn't include Chase Wolf's interception, um, or and it doesn't count because uh, that was a one and out or two and out something. Yeah. Um, but it also doesn't count a four play drive that ended in a fumble. So they had seven of thirteen drives and three and out. And they had two more that were basically yeah. better than a three and out. Wisconsin, I shared this with you yesterday. Wisconsin dropped back to pass 29 times and, according to Pro Football Focus, was pressured 29 times. Wow. Like, that's just impressive no matter who you play. Right. Michigan had six sacks. Uh, yeah. It's just one game against a struggling, possibly really bad offense. But well done, Mike McDonald. Yeah. As, um, yeah, as much as you want to knock Michigan, like, again – based on who they played against, their offensive line and their defensive line has both been one of the best units at the offensive and defense in the whole country. Both have exceeded expectations. The offensive line coming in I thought would be okay. The defensive line, I was crossing my fingers that it wouldn't just be god-awful. Yeah, even with Aiden Hutchinson. I thought he'd be like the one one shining star. And he like has been, but it's still the, the baseline has still gone way up because of the other players. Yeah. Doing well. Um, I feel like at this point I have to give an inevitable parasitic hope update. Yeah. So this... This is a weekly segment. Yeah, it was real aggressive this week with some stats. Like, you know, uh, inevitable parasitic hope. He needs he needs a nicer name because that's just a mouthful. But he came hard with some stats because they he moved past 2018. Yeah. He, uh, Michigan is 5-0 and for the first time. Since 2016. <laughs> so 2016 is obviously a year better than 2018 on my scale of hopefulness. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm not talking about it. I'm not falling for it. Um, well, I think it helps not to feed into that how well Ohio State played this week, too. And, yeah, I mean, 100%. Yeah. Part of it is seeing these movies so many times. <laughs> um, Michigan has not, still not been behind at any point this season. Not 3 nothing. Yeah. Not 7 nothing. Nothing. I think um, I think I saw a tweet that said that it was the first time that any team's ever ever done that where they haven't where they've had the lead they've never been behind mm-hmm. and has had one turnover or less the whole season. Yeah, and the the one turnover was the was Dan Villari or no Alan Bowman so he's like 
fourth string really quarterback for Michigan yeah. late when it didn't it wasn't really right. it shouldn't even count I think but whatever <laughs> um but it's funny how pessimistic I am given how the season has gone yeah just because the reality of Ohio State looms over the entire season like if Michigan goes 11 and 1 unless they with the loss being to Ohio State unless they make the playoff still yeah which, I mean, it's a failure. Yeah. Like, if they go 11-1, and one, lose to Ohio State, don't make the playoff, it's like, cool. Still can't beat Ohio State. Still can't make the playoff. Still didn't probably make the Big Ten Championship. Yeah. So it's like, sweet, you win 11-1 and one and didn't win anything. You get a good bowl game. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. I think it just goes to show how good Ohio State's been since Urban Meyer got there. And, I mean, it's partly, it's partly Michigan's not been great, but yeah. I, think, I think Harbaugh, like, the two guys before Harbaugh were awful, Rich Rod and Brady Hoke. Brady Hoke. I'm just having a brain fart, but I, I wish I could too. <laughs> uh, I try to forget about Brady Hoke because he's he is the only coach I ever remember <laughs> to beat Ohio State. But <laughs> shoot, um, that's against Luke Fickle, by the way, who's now probably going. to... I'd say it's with Denard. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, my point is, I think Harbaugh has been better than both those guys. Like he's been, a, yeah. I think he's been a good coach. He's done a good job, but because Ohio State's been so good and been that notch better the whole time, and he hasn't been able to get over that hump, that like he gets a lot of. I mean, John Cooper was better than Rich Rod and Brady Oak too, right? Probably. And got fired for losing to Michigan. Yeah. So. Whatever. Uh, you asked the question. You said Michigan gets their first road win as underdogs, or just as underdogs in general. Um, I couldn't remember which one it was. Honestly, I don't even remember. I just said it's a stat that's half damning of Harbaugh, but also half nonsense. So maybe two-thirds, one-third, not <laughs> half and half, but whatever. So Michigan is sometimes overrated. Like yeah. I, I've heard that right. so many times. Oh, Michigan's overrated, Michigan's overrated. That also plays into favorites. That also plays into the betting line. Yeah. So sometimes they've been favored in games they shouldn't have been favored in, just period. Yeah. But also the 2019 Notre Dame game, for instance, Notre Dame was a favorite, and then it shifted shortly before kickoff to Michigan by one, Wow! and then Michigan won 45-14. So similar to this game that it was a, a barely, barely... They it was kind dogs. of a pick em, but it was yeah. still, it started as a Notre Dame as the favorite. Michigan dominated. It, oh, that game, it's not a big game anymore, right? Yeah. We talked about that well, before. Well, I do think, I do think you, you're right you, with that narrative. You're right with that narrative, but... Oh, Michigan wins. It's not a big game. But Wisconsin, I think we can both agree that this was not a big game. No, yeah, there's truth to it. But yeah. even if Wisconsin, even even still Wisconsin's defense is still really right, good. Right. Um, but because of how bad the offense is, it's, it's whatever. Um, it's still another case this season of Michigan doing better than expected this season. So it's another data point of maybe Michigan is good. Uh, the question is, Coming up these next whatever, however many weeks, is is it good enough? Yeah. I don't think probably not, but Penn State only beat Wisconsin by six. Wisconsin completely imploded against Notre Dame yeah. and only lost by a little bit less to Michigan. Um, so it isn't a big win in the sense of top ten or top five matchup, but it still is a road win in a place that Michigan has struggled to win. Yeah. Um, so it's a big win in the sense that Michigan completely dominated a team. They were supposed to lose, even if the rankings weren't there. Wisconsin's defense is good. Michigan, I think, still proved something. Well, and it seems like the years that you're 
um, inevitable parasitical hope uh-huh. um, gets fed a lot, it seems like each year that, that there is that little token win that makes you think, maybe this is the year. Yeah. And it seems like maybe Wisconsin can be that to finally yeah, beat Wisconsin. It was on supposed the road. to be Washington. That ended up being nothing. <laughs> it was supposed to be Wisconsin. That might end. We'll see how Wisconsin responds. Yeah. Whatever. They're obviously not on the upswing right now, but whatever. Um, yeah. Do you have any more thoughts on that or no? Um, no. All right. I said my stuff. So our picks update. So I was 10 and 1 this week. You were 9 and 1 this week. Yeah. I have the one extra point for the game of the week. So I'm 48 and 11 overall. You're 46 and 13 overall. So it's evened out a little. We each have a game of the week extra point. So I'm still winning. Hopefully that keeps up. Uh, Big Ten players of the week. There's only one offensive player of the week this week. Huzzah. (laughs) Uh, Chase Brown from Illinois. 257 rushing yards. Two touchdowns. Do you have any? I mean, it was Charlotte. And Charlotte did beat. A power five team in Duke, but Duke is awful. I would say it's Illinois. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I do. I think, I think that was. I think that. Was, I mean, the only argument, maybe like maybe C.J. Stroud, right? Especially with how good Rutgers' defense had been up to that point. But I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it. 250 some, some yards. Okay. Uh, we did have co-defensive players of the week. Yep. I got something to say about this. David Ajabo from Michigan. Two and a half sacks, four tackles, and JoJo Doman, Domin, I don't care, from Nebraska. Yeah. Two sacks, two forced fumbles, nine tackles. Do you have any thoughts? Any disagreements or anything? I mean, I, I think it's a cop-out to go co-defensive player of the week, just like we said about the co-offensive player of the week, but yeah. I do think they were both deserving of... So if you had to pick one, though, Tell me, one tell me their stats again. Yeah, David Ajabo from Michigan, two and a half sacks, four tackles, JoJo Domin. From Nebraska, two sacks, two forced fumbles. Mm. So he had half a sack less, but he had four forced or two forced fumbles. I like the two forced fumbles more. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's fine. What's interesting to me is Pro Football Focus had Aiden Hutchinson as the national yeah. defensive player of the week. That. He didn't have a single sack, um, but Wisconsin was doubling, sometimes triple teaming him. Yeah, there was one play where you could see he was doubled, and both players were holding. Mm, wow. It's insane. He almost got there a few times. I just want to really doesn't, quick. Doesn't he wear that '97 because he wants to be Joey and Nick Bosa? No, he wears it because his dad wore it. But oh. it's all right. I mean, either way, someone compared him to Joey Bosa in the off season. I don't remember who. Yeah, that's what I think I saw. Uh, I think he, to, I think he wants to be. I forgot who Nick it was. And Joey Bosa. Does he I, have a younger I'm brother? I'm fine with it. I don't think he does. Um, I do want to point out really quick, um, just because it was shared so much last year how many national pundit types how many local to us in lansing types uh last year uh hutchinson broke his leg against indiana and then sat with his parents in the stands for the rest of the game instead of being on the sidelines yeah and the narrative was he can't get away he can't wait to get away from michigan he can't wait to get away from harbaugh harbaugh obviously has lost the entire team yeah uh it was another sort of data point against jim harbaugh and he has since said he always planned to come back because he didn't beat Ohio State. Yeah, he I, always wanted to be back. He loves Michigan. He loves Harbaugh, and none of those players, none of those people, had to had to address it. They didn't have to eat their own crap right. that they tried to throw out there. I, I always hate when like people make an analysis and make an assumption. Yeah, like there was no like it wasn't like Aiden had Hutchinson said anything about not wanting to. He be was on the sad. Team, his right? season was over. He yeah. broke his leg. Yeah. 
don't so he sat with him. mom and dad. So, cool. He yeah. obviously hates Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I mean, he might sit with his mom and dad at the Ohio State game, too, but... <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. That was really good. Hurt, but. Uh, so, uh, my only thing about Ajabo versus Domin, Domin, whatever, uh, Nebraska played a high school team this week, but so he had two sacks, two forced fumbles against the high school team in Northwestern. If I had to pick one guy, I think I would stick with him. That said, Ojabo still had harder competition and got to the quarterback one more time, yeah. two and a half sacks, but whatever, I don't really. I want to say we, we do the offensive and defensive player of the week. They also do special teams and um, freshman of the week, Big yeah. Ten. And we talked about doing the, the freshman of the week, but we were like, no, because it's going to be C.J. Stroud every week. It actually hasn't been C.J. Stroud a week, but it has been a Buckeye every single week. Yeah, okay. Whether it's been Travion Henderson or last week against um, Akron was Kyle McCord for who filled in for C.J. I'm Stroud. glad you shared that because that helps feed into the – uh, existential malaise to help balance things out with the inevitable parasitic hope. Yeah. Um, week five, Big Ten takeaways. Do you have any? Um, I have this. I think I think the Big Ten is really good this year, and I think that they're going to fare well in the postseason no matter what, however any, everything plays out. I'll say these few stats. Mm-hmm. Iowa leads the nation in defensive interceptions with 12. Their, their turnovers have been insane. Wild. Yeah. Wisconsin leads the nation in rushing defense, allowing 45.3 yards per game. Even with this awful season so far, they still lead. Michigan this season has only allowed one sack. That's an incredible stat. Nebraska has 20 rushing touchdowns this season, second in the nation. Kenneth Walker III leads the nation in rushing 136 yards per game. I think the Big Ten looks top tier, and I think they're the most loaded conference in the country. They might not, We might not win the national championship, but I think top to bottom, we're the best, com- we're the best conference. The I'm country. glad you started with that, and I wish this could be part of our predictions for the scoreboard because I kind of disagree. Where So this is taken from Ant Wright on Twitter, but the Big Ten East currently has five, times, er, five teams with a top 20 2022 recruiting class. Guess how many the West has? Zero. Zero. The Big Ten East has <laughs> uh, the six highest recruiting classes in the Big Ten, Big Ten teams currently, like the all all of the Big Ten, have yeah. fifty four stars or better committed. So you're saying it's just the East and not the Big Ten as a whole? <laughs> this hold on, yes, but this <laughs> is crazy. The Big Ten has fifty four stars or better committed. The West has seven. Wow, forty three of them are going to the East. Um, I am excited to see Iowa host Penn State. Um, yeah, maybe I should to change see, that pick. I know. To see Iowa go up against a more established offense. Yeah. But Sean Cliff- Clifford didn't look too hot against an Indiana team that doesn't look too hot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think the Big Ten West sucks so bad. Uh, I still think Ohio State cruises in the Big Ten championship game. Yeah, that was going to be my final point of it. Ohio State will, will still run this conference in this year and finishing 12 Even if they don't. With if Stroud, trip. McCord, if everyone gets hurt, except... Uh, who's the freshman quarterback? I'm blanking. Quinn, 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 Ewers. Quinn Ewers. If <laughs> Quinn Ewers is a starter and looks like a 17-year-old playing against normal college players. He's 18, but. I don't care. Yeah. And Ohio State just collapses. And it's any other team from the Big Ten East that will could realistically make it. I still think they cruise in the Big Ten championship game. I like Iowa, I think, is potentially legit. I also think they're the only team that's better than average. And... Their offense isn't very good. Their quarterback sucks. I, I wish that I could like Iowa more. Yeah. But whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. So but I. Then, but then, Iowa just went on. 
It was on the road, right? At Maryland. Went on the road. At Maryland. At Maryland. <laughs> Undefeated Maryland. What? Maryland lasted one more game than usual <laughs> before they're going to end up looking like dog crap. So, yeah. huzzah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I do have to say I'm starting to doubt Michigan State less. Uh, did they play a good team this week? No. No. Did they blow out their bad team this week? No. Kind of. Not really. I mean... I mean, it was a two-score. They was, were up big. Western Kentucky came back a little bit. Then they went up big again. And then It was they, a two-score game midway through the fourth, and it was about to be third and long before a suspect targeting or late hit, whatever, uh, roughing the passer penalty. They almost... Mel Tucker was trying to give away that game. When they went... I don't even remember what the situation was, but they went for it on fourth down or something. Yeah, that was... Like, on... That like, was silly. Like, just punt the ball. I actually... We talked about that during the game, to give, and I to thought give it was that, fine to like, go for it. Western but. Kentucky's quarterback is a solid quarterback. Zappi is his last name or whatever. I don't know how to pronounce it. Whatever. Zappi. Zappi. Um, and to give him a short field when they're only down three scores. And then they um, they had just failed in the red zone to score. Like, one... A couple of differences, and it's a, it's a close game at the end there. And if... If Western Kentucky didn't settle for so many field goals early in the game, yeah. uh, but whatever, the, like, so you talked about Mel Tucker trying to give away the game. I refer to that as like a Sparty no, where they're just like take the game, and they yeah. they'll have some mind-boggling play, some mind-boggling call, some huge collapse that cost them the game. I feel like they've gotten rid of that. They had it last year. Yeah, they've had it for almost <laughs> ever. There were a few years under D'Antonio where they didn't, and then. I think this year Mel Tucker's honestly gotten rid of it, and I think that's huge. The fact that they don't completely collapse, even if they made a couple bad decisions, they recovered. Um, but the fact that their offense has looked as good as it has, even against not great opponents, is huge. Um, I don't think they'll challenge for the West by any stretch, uh, unless there's max chaos. Uh, but they're so far ahead of last year. They're so far ahead of normal improvement and progression from where they should have been yeah that i i just think it's impressive um yeah do you have any i have one more but big 10 takeaways yeah um I'm, i don't have any more okay sean clifford <laughs> the second i say i was wrong about you not being a good quarterback you turn around and look utterly average at best <laughs> sean clifford listen to me so either make my change of mind true again this week and look good against Iowa, beat Iowa, look good, or just lose the game. I'm sick of your nonsense. That's my last Big Ten takeaway. Okay. Sean Clifford, get your crap together. Yeah. Speaking of crap, Zach, the rapid-fire turd pile pick. We only have one. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin at Illinois, a.k.a. the Brett Bielema Bowl. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think Paul Christ is a bad coach if he's not feeding those players how Brett Bielema left Wisconsin solely for the money. Because Arkansas is not a better job, like as far as getting wins and winning big games, is not a better job than Wisconsin. He left solely for the money. But the weather. No, okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if Paul Christ isn't feeding into that to his players, that this guy left Wisconsin and now he's back, like, I think Wisconsin, I got Wisconsin for that reason. But if, if, if they lose, Paul Christ is stupid for not, I don't think he fed into it enough. Yeah. Uh, if Illinois wins this game, I'll pay for you to get a Brett Bielema tattoo. Okay, I will not take up <laughs> on that, but that's fair. It's nice to offer. Yeah, uh, number eleven, Michigan State at Rutgers. Uh, Michigan State is without starting linebacker Cal Halliday for the first half first after half. a questionable targeting yeah. call, uh, but it won't matter. I think it would have hurt him more if Jaden Reed was out for the half or yeah. 
uh, the or game. Kenneth Walker. Rutgers' offense is not good. Yeah. So MSU seems susceptible, maybe even bad against the pass, but Noah Vedral is definitely bad when trying to pass. Right. So whatever. Yeah. Um, how does Rutgers bounce back after their Michigan comeback fell short and then they just got curb stomped against Ohio State? Um, we'll see. Right now, Michigan State is a five-point f- favorite. I got Michigan State by 21. I do think if this game is close at halftime, Rutgers has a chance because even though I mean Ohio State's backups were in the second half, they only let up seven points in the second half. Other than against Michigan, they let mm. up zero points. Maybe they're a second-half team. That's a good point. Maybe I just, they're not. How are they going to – and I don't – Again, how are they going to score? Yeah. How are they going to score? Michigan yeah. State's passing defense might be bad, but okay. if Rutgers can't Here, move. Here's this stat. Greg Schiano at Rutgers is actually 2-1 and one against the Spartans. Winning record, and Rutgers is much improved under Schiano, but so is MSU under Tucker. I got Michigan State. They'll roll. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Maryland at number 7, Ohio State. Okay, this is yet another Big Ten team that has never beaten Ohio State since they've joined the Big Ten. They beat them a long time ago, but... Since they joined the Big Ten, Maryland hasn't beat Ohio State, and they've also never allowed less than 49 points against Ohio State. So Exactly the same as Rutgers. Yeah. Ohio State's defense is much improved. Stroud looks better and healthy. Ohio State seems to be improving every week. Maryland just isn't good enough. Here's, um, here's some stats. On C.J. Stroud against Rutgers on passes 10 yards or more down the field, which is where he struggled with accuracy is down the field, he was 9 of 10 for 226 yards, three touchdowns, and what was the – Perfect quarterback rating for 158.3. Yeah, that was his pass rating. 158.3 on passes 10, 10 yards down the field or more. Bang. Yeah, so I got Ohio State. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Sean Clifford, I already addressed. Okay, Talia. Yeah, what Listen, the heck? Five interceptions. I know last week I doubted your ability to perform against good teams. And I know that your performance proved me right again. But, guy, listen, if there's one team, <laughs> one game that you could have the greatest performance of your life, this is it. Let's go, Talia. Ohio State's going to win 59-3. to yeah. <laughs> Talia's not going to look good. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Michigan at Nebraska. Michigan had a couple guys after the Rutgers game say that they were looking, that they were kind of complacent. They were looking ahead to Wisconsin. It was just Rutgers. Yeah. My question is, did they learn from that, or are they going to come out looking complacent again? I think Nebraska's uh, a wild card, but kind of dangerous. I really hope Michigan comes out prepared, because they have two bye weeks after this. Really, they have a bye week and then Northwestern uh, before they play Michigan State. But I'm really hoping they come ready to give it everything they've got, since they've got time to rest up, really, before the Michigan State game. Yeah, Uh, I got Michigan. As much as we hated on Nebraska after losing to Illinois, I think they're no pushover. They're rolling right now. I mean, Northwestern sucks, but they beat them 56-7. to It was Nebraska's biggest margin of victory in a Big, team, Big Ten game since joining the conference in 2011. They had 664 yards, most ever allowed by a Fitzgerald defense, and the most points Northwestern has allowed since 2010. Nebraska is a punt away from being 4-2 and two and a kicking game away from being 5-1. and one. And Martinez is first in the Big Ten in total offense, first in total touchdowns, first in rushing touchdowns, second in passing yards, first in quarterback rushing yards, and seventh in total rushing yards in the conference. I love the Cornhuskers right now. They are rolling. They look great. But Michigan, I think the difference is they're so good on the defensive line and so good on the offensive line that they're not just going to lose to Nebraska, even even with how good they look right now. I think even if Michigan wins, I think Nebraska's going to out-hit Michigan for sure. 
That, that's a reference to when Scott Frost was at UCF and Michigan killed him. And in the press conference, Scott Frost said, well, I think we really out-hit Michigan. So. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, game of the week, number four, Penn State, at number three, Iowa. Uh, you, you take it. Um, I think Iowa is riding high right now after that big win against Maryland, who, I mean, that was the game of the week last week solely because they were undefeated. But I think, I think Maryland's a good team, but they just – Stomped them, yeah. And to beat a team that's undefeated like that isn't is isn't nothing. And I think James Franklin is a joke in big games. He if the game is down to the wire, he'll run the ball on fourth and fi- fourth and five and have Chase Young tackle him in the backfield <laughs> to end the game. And so if this game is anywhere close towards the end of the game, I think Penn State does not have a chance because solely because James Franklin's their head coach. But I think, and I think it will be close. I've got Iowa by three. Interesting. All right. So Iowa's offense is averaging 320 yards a game. That's dead last in the Big Ten. That's worse than high school Northwestern. That's worse than Illinois. Um, but it's been made up for by a stat that I saw that said Iowa was plus 30 in turnovers over their last 11 games. Holy crap. So there's some turnover luck, plus, but that's obviously – there's some more to that than that. The last 11 games? Yeah, so that, almost, that goes back to a, last year, but That's almost a insane. plus three in every game. Yeah. I mean, they haven't turned the ball over, and then they are getting so many turnovers. Yeah. Um, I think Penn State should play ball control. Yeah. Um, just try not to turn it over, um, but, limit their downfield shots, because Spencer, Spencer Petrus sucks worse than Sean Clifford. Uh, even if Clifford is average, um, I think Penn State can mostly contain the running game. If here, so my prediction is if uh, Penn State keeps their turnovers down, then they win. If Iowa is plus two or better on turnovers, then I think they win. Mm-hmm. I would take Kirk Ferentz, really Iowa's defense, over James Franklin almost every time. It's in Iowa City. I also took Iowa by three. Wow. So, so, so we just won't get a bonus point. Yeah. Week. Or we both will. Or we both won. <laughs> yeah, either way. I'll let you decide. <laughs> okay, okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. So because there weren't as many games this week, we decided to uh, re-rank our Big Ten top three. Yep. I wanted to start from the top this time and go to the bottom. Um, I think we should start in the east. Okay. Go one, two, three. So do you want to give your one, two, three, and then I'll give my one, two, three? Okay. So my east, and I, was, I, I struggled debating between two and three for a while. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to switch them, but then I decided to stick with what I had because you had already printed my notes. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, number one, I've still got Ohio State. They're 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 super talented to compared to compared to everyone else in the Big Ten, and I think they're coming along as a team and figuring things out. And I think they're just going to keep improving as the season go, goes on. And they don't play anyone tough for another three weeks. So I think they roll and they win the Big Ten East. Second, I have Penn State, and third, I have Michigan. All right, we're so close. So I have number one, Ohio State, because obviously everything is awful. Uh, number two, I have Michigan. And then I, I was going back and forth between my three and four. I put Penn State. This week for Penn State, it might be telling. I might slide Michigan State up there. Wow. I'm, I don't enjoy it, but I'm kind of buying in a little bit more yeah. to them. Uh, and then the West, who do you got? Um, you go first. West. All right, fine. I have Iowa number one because they're the only decent team in the West. Yeah, so this is where it gets interesting. Yep, Nebraska, who's ascending. I have wow. them number two. We talked about that a little yeah. bit off camera. Um, and then number three, I just wrote nobody. 
The Big Ten West is so bad. That's hilarious. That I would take a bye week over any other team in the Big West. But the Big Ten West. Yeah. Um, so I also have Iowa number one, obviously. Uh, then I also put Nebraska number two, which is hilarious because I saw on – I'm in this Big Ten We did not talk group. about that ahead of time. Uh, yeah, either. I'm in a Big Ten group where after Michigan State beat Nebraska, a Michigan State fan posted saying – hey, Nebraska might be the second best team in the West. And I screenshotted it and sent it to Adam and said, this guy is an idiot, <laughs> out of his mind. Here we are, what, two, a week later, and I have a number two in the West. How much, it, how, my question is this. I do think Nebraska's ascending. Uh, I don't think that they're like, yeah, here, I don't think they're right under Iowa, but they're on their way yeah. uh, closer to that. How much of it is Nebraska looking okay, and how much of it is the Big Ten West looking Yeah. Like doggy diarrhea. Well, yeah, I think it's crazy that it's well, for the most part it's two games into the conference season, and there's one team that is undefeated in conference, <laughs> and that's Iowa. Yeah. Everyone else is one and one or one and two or whatever. And they haven't even. It's not like they're just beating up each other after they beat up everybody else. Yeah. The Big Ten West is almost across the board, save Iowa looked meh at best. Right. Except. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, did I say my number three? No. My number three is Wisconsin. I just, I mean, <laughs> I, I like, I, I honestly <laughs> like your pick more, and but I just, yeah. like, I feel like for the same <laughs> reason that Nebraska is number two, everyone else sucks. Everyone sucks. Even Wisconsin sucks. And I just think, um, like, I just, I just trust that offense, that, not that offense, that system yeah. more than... Any other team. I do think Wisconsin could possibly. I don't think they will because Graham Mertz, if he's still going to play, isn't good. Chase yeah. Wolf, goodness gracious. <laughs> that guy, how did he get a scholarship? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, he's looking real bad. Um, they're descending and they're still. I, I, if I had to pick anyone, I guess I would agree. Yeah. But. Yeah, wow. I thought maybe Minnesota, but Minnesota lost to Bowling Green, and I don't know. How's, like Wisconsin, how's rowing the boat going, Robbie? Yeah. <laughs> P.J. Fleck. Like, Wisconsin, even like even <laughs> though they have, what, they have three losses now? Yeah, one and three. Yeah, none of them, all three of them are to top 15 teams, right? Because yeah. Notre Dame's still top 15 after the Cincinnati loss, Penn State's top four, and Michigan's top 10 now. Yeah. I mean, so, but Penn State was the only one with... That was close. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the Notre Dame one was close in the fourth, and then it, yeah. it was just a mudslide after that. But <laughs> goodness gracious. Uh, yeah. Tweet of the week. Um, so you may or may not have seen the video of Michigan doing the jump around. They sort yeah. of stole it from Wisconsin. A Michigan player said that was like pre-planned. They wanted to quote-unquote steal the juice from yeah. Wisconsin. Um, but my tweet of the week is actually from Internet Raj, uh, who said – so you may or may not know, Michigan has their own third quarter tradition. It's, it's really garnered over the last <laughs> few years, but uh, where they play Mr. Brightside, and the student yeah. section just belts it out, singing real loud. But Internet Raj it's said – It's hilarious because I was at the Ohio State-Michigan game a couple years ago, <laughs> and they played Mr. Brightside, and they turned the music yeah. off, but everyone else just kept singing it. Yeah. I was just like, what is Don't going on? Don't ruin this on? for me. <laughs> uh, but anyways, he said – the only way for Wisconsin to get back at Michigan for getting hyped for jump around 
uh, is coming to Ann Arbor next year and softly cooing Mr. Brightside. <laughs> so I just thought that That's was hilarious. Really good. It's it's a good song. I, I like it. I mean, it. it's not like oh, it's it's just like a good it's a good vibe. I think the song. Yeah. Anyways, what's like your everybody tweet of the everybody week? can get down to Mr. Brightside. Yeah. My tweet of the week is okay. So this tweet was before the AP poll came out, but they were saying barring any foreseen any foreseen unforeseen changes there in the go. AP poll. Next week's Penn State-Iowa game will be the first regular season Big Ten game between two top five opponents without Ohio State being one of them since 1997, and that was Michigan at Penn State. That's pretty wild. I mean, and I... So last time it happened, Michigan, was that... They won the national championship in 97, right? Or was that 98? No, they won in 97. Hey. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) (laughs) On that note... So, yeah, another point... (laughs) Another point, the reason I love that tweet is because literally for the first time in my life that this is happening, where it's a top, two top five teams that are from the Big Ten, where Ohio State's not one of them. First time in my life. Man. Uh, what's interesting, so what, what year were you born? 98. So I was born in 86. I told you that I saw a tweet that said it's the first time it's happened uh, – Without Michigan or Ohio State being involved since 1986. Wow. So. So since you were born. Circle of life. When's your birthday? 86. What, what Mar- March 24th. Oh, so it was after you were born then. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. Still the first time in my life. Uh, with that, I'm going to go buy some quality dairy, cider, and donuts. Right. Uh, hope you guys have a good week. Follow, subscribe, like, yeah. share. We're at, we're at, we just started a TikTok account. We'll get some content posted on there. Yeah, anywhere you find social media or podcasts, we're on YouTube. Like, subscribe, follow us. There you go. Yeah. If anything is certain, just buy your cider and donuts at Quality Dairy.